Jake, we are back with more baseball. Unfortunately, no day baseball games because we're still screwing this up, apparently. Yeah, I mean, seems to be a common problem. It does, unfortunately. Uh, 15 games all at night. Nothing can be done during the day. But uh, coming off, you know, two more prop wins. Um uh, three, three more show wins. All three of the other picks won. So five and zero oh yesterday. So hats off to cousin Jared for picking out some winners uh, overall. The model looking to wrap up a profitable day again on Monday. Uh, depending on how this last game goes, will determine exactly what the profits are. But again, with that, the props too. Uh, I, I feel like uh, Jake, I should just you know open up a, a prop betting business. I feel like this pitcher prop thing has gotten too easy for me. You know. Ooh, be careful what you say. I mean, you've been high, but you know, pride come, comes before the fall. <laughs> hey, no, but I, and as much as I joke about that, I always, I always say like, as easy as it was on Monday, right? It's, it's not always that easy. It's not supposed to be that easy, and it's all about the long run. And that's why I always say, people like, we have a bad day, we're not going to get too down. We have an up day, we're not going to get too up because uh, we're slow and steady. Uh, and and you said something on the NFL show um, that I really liked. Uh, where you're just talking about with the money line betting is just sometimes, you know, you just got to suck it up, take minus odds or plus odds, even if it's uncomfortable, the scaling that I've created where, you know, your bet adds to two units or one and a half or three, depending on the confidence and, and then that we put on it and you can adjust that as well. Right. Um, it's just a slow and steady rise. And that's what we're talking about here. So it was as great of a day as Monday and Sunday were, we had some bad days before that and all balances out. And it's just slow and steady profits. Uh, I feel like I keep saying the same things over and over, but we get new people, so I got to make sure I keep saying it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody needs to get in on this. Exactly. I think of the last 17 player props, I've got 15 of 17. I don't even, that just doesn't seem possible. That is, I mean, that is a, that is an unreal streak. And that is, it, re- <laughs> it really is. And of course, that one of them that we had was, and the, and the two lot, the funny part is the two losses were the one, one of them was Alcantara's under on strikeouts, which, uh, I, I made the comment with cousin Jared that like, I wasn't actually able to take that bet. So I took under and outs and that went under. And so I won that one. And I felt talked about how guilty I felt. And the other was that day we gave out three where JP France, we were one pitch away. Uh, so even the losses were right there with us. Uh, I got two more player props coming later. One of them is just a repeat of what we did yesterday. So we'll, we'll get to that because of a pitcher scratch. I only got the two wins because it was a little push. So just going to kind of repeat that one and, and mainly Jake, give you a chance to opine about that prop. Uh, I won't say much because it's the same situation as yesterday uh, and one new one. Uh, but without further ado, we'll get right to it here. Twins, Guardians. Guardians offense now improved. Naylor's back. So that, that bumps the rating up a little bit. But still, I mean, the Twins probably won't score 20 runs again, but I think that just goes to show exactly what I talked about with Cousin Jared, which is their offense looks frustrating every once in a while, but they, for the most part, put up runs. Uh, you know, they just kind of keep chugging along. Um, you know, this is really to put the nail in the coffin of the Guardians, who even before this series were closer to the third-place Tigers than they were the first-place Twins. Uh, so, uh, you know, another uh, strong edge here for the Twins being backed by Sonny Gray, who's been fantastic this year. Tanner Bybee's been really good for the Guardians, but here's what I will point out is that his ex-FIP is at 429. Uh, You compare that to Sonny Gray, who's got a FIP of 282. So uh, these guys have similar ERAs in the season. Historically, we have a lot of data. This is Sonny Gray is a pretty good pitcher, but on top of that, 
you know, what Bybee has done this year, while it's been fantastic, uh, probably a little unsustainable, whereas what Gray's done, I think, is very sustainable. I mean, he's just a really good pitcher. He's been rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, we like the Twins to win again here. Model gives them a 55% chance to win on the road. Um Minus 121 should be the correct price. Minus 105 gets you to an A grade. We're going to play with minus 110. It's a B grade. Jake, tell us more. Yeah, like this is all about back and sunny grade. Typically, I've got a nonsensical thing that I when a team in baseball scores 20 runs, something like that, I typically fade them the next day. Because I was, I was going to ask specifically about that if that if that was playing in your calculus because that's such a weird result. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't know, I'm just. I, but with Gray on the mound, I have no fear in backing the Twins. He's he'll very easily can win this game two to nothing, one to nothing. He doesn't need much. Yeah. The Guardians' offense isn't that great. I mean, Naylor helps him out, but it's still below that average. first. Yeah, that first half of the half of the lineup, there's nothing scary. I mean, Quan's not really even that scary. It's really just the two hitters uh, that you have to worry about. Uh, so I, I just I love the Twins here. I think they're playing a lot better too. Viewer, if you want to comment about the Twins, back in the Twins, if they score 20 runs, do not do so unless you come with data. Because I don't know the data. I don't know the actual numbers on this. But, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't want to see anybody saying, you can't back a team after they score that many runs. Where's the proof of that? As I don't know, and I don't know. know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can't, right? That's what I'm saying. Though. Come, with the, come with the receipts, because that's what I, I want. I'm curious about if someone says that. I, I want to know, like, where's the proof of that? Uh, I don't know if it exists. I tend to think that it's not relevant simply because while I do think there are situations where that does matter, there are so many situations where you don't try to predict which one is. I think you end up chasing your tail. I don't really think that's predictive. Um, but if somebody were to come and say, Hey, in the last 10 years, uh, anytime a team scored more than 15 runs, the next time they, whatever, right. That's, that's what we would be curious about. But if you're just going to blindly say like, you can't back them because they scored a bunch of runs yesterday, I'm like, I, I'm not going to buy that. Uh, so at least come with data to try to make your point. Cause it, you, you can, I would listen. I just, I don't think there's much there, but I'm willing to listen to someone if they have the evidence to, uh, make that case. Otherwise, I mean, we faded the Guardians a lot. We've backed the Twins a lot. It's mostly worked. It's it's kind of like we're talking about this at the top, right? It's a slow and steady profit. It's not going to win every night. And this may not win either. There's no locks in gambling. It's just a, in the long run, we keep doing it. The, the sports books don't really like the Twins that much. Um, they think these two teams are closer than they are. Um, they were last year. The Guardians were good last year. We backed them a lot. But all the injuries the Guardians have had, the hopes that they had for rebuilding that offense just – did not come through. And I just don't think these two teams are, are, are in the same ballpark uh, with regards to how good they are. Not that those wins are great because I think they fall really far behind the top five ish teams in the AL, but uh, I think they're a lot better than the guardians. Jake, the total in this game is set at eight model says 7.8. So the model says it's pretty, uh, pretty solid. We get a 7% boost to runs. Now I did mention yesterday, I made the comment that we might have a pretty hitter-friendly night there that would offset the pitcher friendliness. And I guess when a game has 26 runs, I guess that's what happened. Um, you know, and, and obviously some of that was, you know, craziness at the end, right? But uh, we have a similar setup here, a 7% boost to the runs, not enough to completely offset 
the pitcher friendliness, but that's a very pitcher friendly ballpark, but it's going to be another warm night in Cleveland, mid eighties to start around 80 degrees to finish. The issue is the wind right now, not very strong, kind of all over the place. So that's going to be right now a not factor. We'll see in the morning if the wind changes, that's what changes. We get closer in, uh, but warm enough that it's going to be a little more offensive friendly, but you got a pitcher friendly ballpark. You got two pretty good pitchers. That's what I say that about Bobby. I don't think it's sustainable. He's still a good pitcher. I just don't think what he's doing in this, like, three era is sustainable but i still think he's a solid pitcher this guardians offense struggles to score both bullpens are good sunny gray is good I, I personally i feel like it's under or past for me i don't know where your thoughts are yeah that's exactly how i am i mean without even diving into it i would i'm going to play the the under just off the superstitious of, there's no way we're going from 26 runs and still get what the and again but i mean when you start diving into it you've got two one really really good starter and one that has very good yeah. numbers, but but he's still really good. Like I, I just really don't see us getting to nine runs. I I, I would play the under here. Yeah, it's gonna you know it might push it eight, but he said nine seems like it's gonna be a little bit hard to get to. Uh, biggest thing though, check back on the weather again. If the wind shifts to be blowing out all of a sudden, now you're turning into maybe a slightly hair friendly environment. But assuming there's no wind factor, it's still gonna be a little bit warmer, not enough to offset that park being pitcher friendly and again I, i'm like you good bullpens good pitching the twins offense can go off the twins offense can completely not show up and like you said at the start of this breakdown this could be a two nothing game and i wouldn't shock me whatsoever uh the twins you never really know what you're gonna get offensively but uh the pitching in this game is at least strong so i'm like yeah i'm not playing the under personally uh but i think it's under or pass uh you talked about sunny gray that is our pitch our new pitcher prop of the day over 17 and a half outs juiced at minus 146 not quite as much of a lock, in my opinion. There are no locks in gambling. I use that word with you know, air quotes, right? Not much as a, as a lock as the Merrill Kelly one, which that one just to me at home with how well he's pitched against the Rockies offense was just like, what are we thinking? Um, and of course, he cruised and had a fantastic start. But this one, you look at what he's done and, and you've got 117 there. And otherwise, look at all that green as of late. I mean, he has been a machine of getting six plus innings for the most part against what's still a subpar Guardians lineup. Uh, you know, the only concern, a little bit warmer to start, but it's not like it's going to be 95, you know, mid-80s. As long as he makes it through the first couple innings without wearing down too much, this seems pretty pretty good pick, especially at minus 146. I think the juice should be higher on this personally. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love this. Like, you can tell <laughs> he gets six innings, maybe seven. And even the times he doesn't, there's so many of them that are 16, 17 outs. He's, he's getting you close every time to this 17 and a half. Uh, so, like, I think we're going to get 18, maybe even seven innings out of him just based on how he's going right now. I mean, he's on a rate right now. What's it? He's got to the seventh inning, what, three eight, times eight, eight. Out, of, out of the last five? Yeah. Uh, three of the last six, uh, he's gotten six or more in his last eight. Uh, and, yeah, and then back to back seven innings. And, and the Guardians don't strike out a lot. Uh, they have, you know, they 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 do battle and they don't strike out a lot, but they also put the ball in play. And so that's the other thing is that um, that that's gonna be the thing that's, that's you know we always talk about right. You should be able to figure out how you're going to lose a pick, right? The way you lose this pick is Sunny Gray's pitch count just gets driven up because he's trying to strike guys out and it's just foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, that sort of thing. Uh, that's the only issue that you would potentially have here because the guardians like the strikeouts, but the flip side of that is the guardians like the strikeouts. I means you have a lot of 
two pitch at bats, three pitch at bats and get rolling like that. So as long as Gray isn't too overly concerned with, I have to strike everybody out and it just kind of makes good pitches and gets weak contact, you know, that sort of thing. He should be able to cruise here because they're going to put the ball in play. They don't swing and miss a lot. Most swings and misses can really drive up your pitch count. Um, so you get a pretty strong play here for gray uh, with how often he gets to 18 to me, this has to be 18 and a half and dare you to go over, um, you know, to me, it should be 18 and a half juice to the under a little bit, but uh, that'd be a much tougher market to gauge, but these books going to hang these 17 and a half. So we're going to take advantage of them. Uh, again, you can see all this stuff on outlier dot bet slash professor gets you the free trial. Uh, and again, they show you where the, which books have these odds of the big four. And so you can go there and, and look uh, right now, you know, this is minus minus one forty six. Uh, at Caesars, DraftKings has it for minus 150, which I think would also be acceptable. And so you, you can click it, add it to your cart. It'll put it right on your bet slip when you go there. So it's a really neat tool. That way you don't have to shop around. It kind of tells you what all the prices are, which is just to me a, a fantastic time saver. I think the subscription outlier is just worth it for your time if you're doing this stuff uh, with player props. And on top of that, they have game analysis as well. So outlier.bet slash professor, seven-day free trial. Check them out. Especially to the Cubs and Giants. Especially with the NFL coming up. Reminder, we have the NFL show, NFL Survivor Pool. If you're with us on Dub Club, so we can sign up to be on Dub Club and you got a chance to take home a free year subscription of our Dub Club uh, for NFL stuff. So a lot of fun stuff coming up with that. Uh, Giants-Cubs, we covered this game yesterday with the, you know, different starting pitchers in this one, uh, you know, not quite as quality of starting pitching as we had on the day before Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs, who is one of those pitchers that does have a little bit stronger home road splits than average. We always see it with every pitcher, but his are a little bit stronger than usual. Uh, Ryan Walker is going to open for the giants. We are assuming Sean Manaya is going to get some bulk innings. He's been a guy they've really turned to uh, for some bulk action there. It, he's pitched perfectly fine. You can see his rating on screen. That starter rating is for Manaya of a 98. Whether it's Wood or Manaya, uh, or I guess Stripling's done it. Now I guess he's on the IL. But I mean, the Giants just like pull these guys out of a hat with this bullpen game, bulk game. I mean, we've talked about it. They've done it all year. Um, you saw kind of what we were talking about, though here on Monday with the Giants bullpen just kind of wearing down as the season's gone along and they're still going to have decent metrics and everything, but uh, they got a bunch of depth, but they've just really used them a lot. It's a lot of games like this, whoever it is, I think it'll be decent pitching, but the Cubs are probably going to score. So that offense gets a 107 grade against lefties and the bulk guy for the Giants is almost assuredly going to be a lefty. Now with stripling on the IL, although I do believe he was starting right before he got hurt, but, but Wood and Minaya are both lefties. Cubs bump from 107 to 111 going against lefty. So they're going to hit, they're going to get some runs off whoever. Uh, and again, when you, when you got that many guys coming out of the pen, one of them is going to have an off night, uh, give up some runs. I mean, the Cubs should put up uh, a few here. And again, Hendricks respectable enough, 359 ERA, 387 FIP, X FIP a little bit higher, uh, but having a solid enough season there with a 90 grade. Uh, we're going to go with the Cubs here at minus 145. It's a B grade. By the time I got this actually locked in and placed it myself, it was minus 138. Uh, so that jumps it to an A grade. So we're right on the A, B border, which is where we were yesterday with it as well. The A grade threshold is minus 143. Um so again, I, I sent this out at minus 145. It immediately dropped below that. Right around this, though, a good pick, whether it's an A or a B, the Cubs worth your investment. Uh, Jake, tell us more. Yeah, I'm 
made a lot of money this year fading Shamanaya anytime I see he's coming out. I just I don't like him. I don't think he's that good. Um, this Cubs offense is playing very well right now. They're doing they've been hot this last month or so uh, as a team, and I love backing them right now. They're in the playoff hunt. They're fighting for it. So I, I find it a really good time to back the Cubs, uh, especially with Bellinger and Swanson going. Uh, that month that month where both those guys were out where, where the Cubs really struggled, and I think we're reaping some of those benefits where that, the numbers haven't quite caught up to how good they are back with those two guys healthy. Yeah, I've talked a lot about the Giants. We, you know, backed them a ton in the middle of the season when they were good. We've been fading them a lot lately. Uh, Model's done a really good job of picking up. Uh, you know, their struggles as of late, falling another game behind a team that they're chasing in the wild card race. So if you're a Giants fan, it has to be really discouraging. Now you're looking at the Phillies are, um, you know, with another win today, starting to pull into, you know, it's going to be hard for them not to make the playoffs. So you have to really blow it. Cubs, though, right behind them. Uh, then you get the Reds, Diamondbacks, Marlins, and then, and then Giants. So uh, Giants really struggling here. What should have been wrapping up a, a, a playoff spot based off where they were a month or two ago, um, you know, sometime in July is, has just really gone down the drain for them. The Cubs team has been really hot. Uh, I don't I don't think I quite paid enough attention to them when the injuries happened uh, as to when they were playing better or worse. Um, so it's a good insight you had there. I just know that we've been starting to back them a lot lately, and it's been working pretty well backing them. So it's it's uh, uh, we're not going to back them every day, but as long as the price is pretty favorable, it's a team I'm very comfortable jumping on. Uh, and I assume that's one of the reasons why you picked it to talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just I love the Cubs team right now. They're they're fun to back. Weather-wise, low 80s to start, upper 70s to close. Wind will be blowing out slash across to left field at about 10 miles an hour. So that won't that won't be nothing. Uh, that could really affect things. Big difference, though, if it's blowing out versus if it's blowing across. So, again, definitely want to check that weather. That may be one where you want to manually check that weather, you know, two, three hours before first pitch. Uh, it Right now, with the model kind of hedging and saying could be out, could be across, projects 10.8. So another high projection. Projected a lot higher for Monday, and the starting pitchers were able to overcome that. And that's the thing with the weather. The weather doesn't guarantee runs. It just means that the pitchers are going to be up against it. Credit to Justin Steele, who is all of a sudden now in the Cy Young race. It was just an incredible performance against a decent enough Giants offense in that weather uh, to keep the ball in the yard at Wrigley on a hot day with the wind blowing out. Fantastic performance by him. Webb did a pretty solid job himself. Uh, and so we talk about these weather games. You sometimes have it where it works out really easy, like the White Sox-Royals game, and you get, um, you know, cashing by the fifth inning, and then you have situations where – uh, you know, the, the pitchers are able to overcome it. The pitchers, though, again, not quite as good here uh, Tuesday as they were Monday. So an overspot potentially, depending on the weather, depending on the number right now, I have a number. So uh, something to think about there. Um, if, if, if anybody did, though, play that Royals, White Sox over like an alternate 12 and a half, you, you got to 13. I think 12 and a half is one of the numbers I mentioned. So hopefully, hopefully someone out there did that. Uh, Blue Jays and A's. Jake, every time we're on, you want to talk about the Blue Jays. I don't know. I just love. I mean, you keep throwing A grades out there on them, so it's, it's, you know, I'm not the only one that's really liking the Blue Jays. I'll put this all fair, fair, fair. Gets a fair hit. Uh, Blue Jays were the play of the day for Monday until Waldachuk was scratched, and that actually dropped them to a B grade. Uh, now they were able to. I believe did they win the first five? They were up for a while. 
Uh, I can't remember how that worked. Uh, for the game, they had it extras, had the run line covered. Uh, pushed the minus one, but the bet pushed anyway because, again, all of our bets, nine times out of ten, are starting pitcher dependent. This one's really important to be starting pitcher dependent because in my handicap of the Blue Jays' offense versus Ken Waldachuk yesterday, noted that this Blue Jays' offense against righties is pretty close to average right now without being at full health, but against lefty still projects to be very good. Uh, but that righty grade drops into the one Oh somethings. It's like one Oh seven ish, I think versus maybe one Oh six versus lefties one eighteen. Uh, so they still project to hit lefties really well. And that matters. Waldachek is supposed to now get the ball here on Tuesday night. We'll see if he does. I, you feel like you, yeah, I never know with the ace, what they're going to do. Chris Bassett has been probably a little lucky. He gets that 89 grade, uh, results have been there. Underlying metrics, though, suggest maybe a little bit of luck involved. So I'm not in love with Bassett, but I think he's good enough to handle this A's offense. We yet again have another A-grade pick on the Jays, fading the A's. I mean, we're back to fade the A's season. We did it a lot at the start. We've done it a lot lately. Again, anytime other than you know Blackburn on the hill, but they've really been struggling. Uh, whether you're playing the run line or the money line, you'd be at an A-grade right now. The A-grade threshold is minus 203 for the money line. I'm seeing minus 180. The A-grade threshold for the run line, minus 120. I'm seeing minus 113. We're going to play on the minus one as I like to do. It just works better for my mental health. Um, remember, first five prices, run lines, reverse run lines, thresholds for A-grade, B-grade, probabilities. I get to use so much information on the Dub Club. Sign up if you haven't yet. You're missing out on all sorts of extra picks and information. And of course, a lot of fun in the Discord chat. So a lot of good things over there. Jake, you're more of an aggressive guy. I'm guessing you're looking at the minus one and a half here for a road team against a pretty bad A's team. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I want to take it. I want to take advantage of this uh, left-handed pitching or right-handed pitching. Uh, here, I, just, I think this Blue Jays offense will come through for us this time. <laughs> like, I mean, they came through for it. it was the defense and the pitching. In the tenth. Yeah, I trust Bassett. I, I really, I think he's very solid. I know it's a little bit of lucky this year, but like he's consistent okay. around a while. I, I know yeah. you know what you're gonna get out of him, and yeah. like the A's offense, not one to really flip the luck of, of a pitcher. They're, they're not gonna take advantage of him. I say that as they took him to the ten to, today, but I just don't see that happening again. I think Bassett will keep him keep the A's offense under wraps, and his offense will come through and help him out. And the, the biggest difference between Waldachuk and I believe it was Luis Medina who ended up pitching lefty-righty. And that's the thing of why we liked the Jays so much on Monday and why we like them here so much on Tuesday is that lefty-righty difference. The Jays put up, I think, three on Medina, which is about what you'd expect. The Jays' offense is still decent. Medina's not a great pitcher. And so I think they got like three off of him in five-ish innings or something like that. It was, it was decent enough, right? This Jays offense against a lefty projects to do better. It's more likely they end up getting five off of Waldachuk rather than just three. And that doesn't mean that the A's can't put up a bunch of runs and get to a reliever to that sort of thing, but it's just less likely. The Jays are coming from Colorado where uh, weird things happen and relievers sometimes just they can't find the spin on the ball. I talk about everything does works different in altitude, right? Uh, so it's just a different set of Oakland. It's just a normal park, right? I mean, it's it's got a lot of foul ground pitcher friendly, but there's no weird altitude, no weird heat, no weird anything like that. So uh, the probability that that happens is, is a little bit less. Like the bass, it's going to be decent enough, probably like six innings, two runs type thing. You know, it's not going to be 
it's it's not likely he throws a no hitter, but it's not likely he gets lit up either, right? It's those are tail end of the distribution things. He goes out and gives you some solid innings. The Blue Jays should put up runs off of a lefty, and that sets us up for a nice Blue Jays victory here. However, you want to play it. Uh, I don't disagree with the run line again. I just like the minus one. Uh, I, I just like the minus one again. That's a personal thing. Uh, however way you're taking it, again, there's good edges on all of them. Uh, and as I mentioned on the NFL show um, here recently. And I've been trying to talk about on the baseball show here. What what the A grade means is just if we're missing something, it's still got a good edge, and that's why we say there's a good edge, right? It doesn't even if I'm off a little bit somewhere, we still have a good edge, and that's whether it's a money line, run line, hybrid, whatever. Um, and that and that matters because uh, you know we, we just have a little more confidence that it is a good pick as opposed to the B grades are a little bit less confident it's a good pick, right? It might be. But there's, there's a chance if we're missing something, you know, we're for that sort of thing. So those are the things to keep in mind. But the personal preference, I like the minus one simply because if a team's up late, I don't want to be like, I'm rooting against you, but I'm rooting for you. Like in the extra inning thing, right? You score one at the top of the inning and you've laid one and a half. You're like, now I need the other team to score one. It's weird, right? So I just yes. want to be able to be like, sure, when I get the heck out of dodge and push. But again, whether you're, you're looking at the, the odds, you want to be a little more aggressive and be a little more conservative. You're to play money, whatever it is. Your personal preference, the Jays are the way to look. And I mentioned this. We're going to go back and try what we did yesterday. Uh, Waldachuk under 15 and a half outs. Similar price, five cents cheaper here today than it was uh, yesterday. But a guy that I, I just think he's going to have a hard time going deep against this Jays offense that is set to tee off against lefties. Jake, what's what's your two cents on this one uh, since I already talked about it yesterday? Yeah, like, I, I think you're right. It's just this Jays offense is really going to take advantage of He's not a great pitcher by any stretch, maybe not even average. Uh, but the, the Shays offense is is very good, and he is, he's going to struggle the whole way. I think he gets chased fairly early. Yeah, it's uh, you know we kind of talked about this yesterday, right? The there's a chance that the A's just decide to let him keep going out there and getting outs, but at some point his pitch count's going to get up. It's more likely he gets chased in the second or third or his pitch count's driven up by giving up just a run here, run there, that sort of thing. Gets pulled in the fourth or fifth. Uh, you see that's happened a lot to him. He, a lot of times he makes it through five. That's all he can do. A lot of times he gets pulled here. You see some weird numbers, some non-divisible by three numbers here. Uh, 11, 13, and 11 in, in three starts. Even the one where uh, one of these where he got uh, to five innings, you know, didn't make it through the fifth. So, I mean, a lot of situations where he's not being able to get out of innings. And so that bodes well. It gives us a lot of chances to cash this one. Uh, again, outlier.bet slash professor. Check that out if you haven't yet. Check out the Dub Club if you hadn't yet. Check out all the things. I got a bunch of fun links in the show description. Jake, what do you got for us as your parting thoughts? Look, I'm just blown away that Waldachuk and uh, Sonny Gray have the same basically the same prop they're in 17 and a half like look at looking at where they both are it just seems wild that you would hang the same number for both those well guys. it's it it's slightly different you have 115 f 170 f but they're both similar in that it's can you it, you know one is on the north side of five and one's on the south side of six right yeah. so it's like it's so it's yeah it's surprising that they're so close right i i feel like waldachuk should be 14 and a half and gray should be 18 and a half because it's almost like key numbers in football right it's like the 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 divisible by three number is a key number here not that every pitcher finishes an inning but managers like to let them finish that's kind of your key spot there and the fact that they're in the same grouping uh it'd be like in football if you have a team favored by seven and a half and nine and a half you're like those aren't the same, but they're pretty similar, right? They, you, there's yeah. not a lot of difference between those two numbers. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just so surprising, uh, especially Waldachuk against the, a Jays offense that I think is good. And I, and I mentioned this yesterday, I think that's why we're getting value here with the Jays as of late. They're not healthy, but I think people are giving them too big of a downgrade over 
estimating what those guys are worth. Uh, you know, obviously a guy like Vlad's having a disappointing season. That's part of the reason why their offensive grade has dropped. Uh, but they still have a lot of talent there. And even with Vlad's disappointing season, he's still a good hitter. And, you know, you can't just completely ignore what he did last year. That has to matter still a little bit, whether it's only a third or a quarter or something. Uh, so I think these Jays' offense is good. I think it's already getting value here that people are like freaking out, like the injuries killing their chances. And it's like, there's still a good offense, you know? Still, still a very good offense. And I mean, he's having, uh, Vlad's having a bad year, but I mean, that hitter from last year comes out every once in a while. So it's really hard to just ignore the fact that that's in him somewhere. Yeah. And, and of course a bad year for him is still like an above average year for like 60% of players, right? It's, it's a bad year. Cause he's not hitting, you know, he's not slugging, you know, 600 or whatever that we were, that we're hoping he can do with a 50 home run season or something. Uh, obviously again, not a great season, but I, it, for his standards, uh, you know, like he's still, still a very good hitter. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got then for this episode. Thanks for tuning in here to picks with the professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content in front of this channel. It's dropped right into your feed again, football coming at you all all week and more baseball. But until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.